Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, as always, by... Trace Finicaro. And... Uh, Snexno Snexabar. That is a one Gunner Kennedy. All right, gents, let's just dive into it and attack the elephant in the room. Um, so we have changed our format a little bit. I, uh, I had to move. <clears throat> uh, I have moved to Rhode Island. And um, we are now doing this completely uh, remotely. We're actually using currently using Zencaster uh, for our kind of uh, remote podcast needs right now. We ran into a, we've run into a little bit of technical uh, snafus. We did some uh, some recordings uh, yesterday, but so far everything sounds a little bit better than it did yesterday. But if anybody has any tips to use Zencaster, I would uh, I would really highly appreciate them uh, chiming in with the comments and, and things like that. I would suggest that we replace all of the host with uh, digital emulations. <laughs> and, and, and take away Wade's access to the soundboard. Fuck you. I run the soundboard. <laughs> but the only thing he has is a drum roll. That's the only thing. And sad music. Do the sad music. For now. Do sad music. For now. It was, it was at that point that Wade realized he only had... One, two, three, four, five sounds, and only two, only three were viable throughout the show. My fa- and he could only do the intro and the outro at the beginning and the end. My favorite one is since you have control for the outro, when Gunner and I decide to just carry the podcast an extra like 20 minutes, you can just cue the outro and just fuck us. That's, that's fucking exactly what's happening here. <laughs> Which, by the way, like we do have to. Like we have a total of like ten hours, so we don't have a ton of leeway uh, with the current plan we have with Zencaster. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, like ten hours a month, right? Well, then, yeah, ten hours a well, month. Then, so these won't be longer than two hours. Well, then you just got to pay. You have to pay. You have to pay. Connor, your mom has to pay. You. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing it all fucking episode long. Oh my gosh! So, Gunner, explain explain where you are right now, because I have no idea where you are. So I am in uh, Reston, Virginia at the moment. What are you doing there? Reston? I was uh, seeing my uh, super best girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Is it anywhere near Virginia Beach? We need, uh, we need details. We need details. So there's a human being that I like. Mm-hmm. And when two human beings like each other, mm-hmm. occasionally occasionally they go. someone goes on a road trip. They go see Godzilla oh. at a drive-in movie theater with them. Oh my gosh! So you went to a drive-in? Yes. Oh, I see. How much of the movie did you see? Uh, Drum roll, do it, do it. Wait. Okay, hold on. Wait, (laughs) Gunner, how much of the movie did you see? (laughs) Oh, this fucking Zencaster is going to be a lot of fun. I, 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 I caught the I caught the tail end of it. Oh. Drum roll. It was actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, very cool. Um so yeah, we're using Zencaster and uh <laughs> What was some of the things that we've noticed with it is the everyone that's that's listened so far they probably are fine with it the quality of our voices but the intro was like sounded like it was being played through a cell phone. Um, it sounded like it was being put through a fucking pasta machine, <laughs> like a pasta maker. It was just so slow and crappy, and it was kind of choppy. And if if there's a bit of chop and like popping, 
um, in the beginning. I apologize. Hopefully, it's not doing it right now. It doesn't sound like it is. So Yeah, if there's a little chopping, uh, fucking deal with it. Deal with it. <laughs> it's probably going to get old after like 15 minutes, but I'm going to do it for the full two hours. <laughs> so we obviously had to cancel last week's episode. That was the weekend Wade was moving. Um, that happened way more abruptly than any of us had anticipated. Yeah, we were thinking maybe it was going to be closer to July, but then uh, things happened with the landlord, and uh, well, I won't be paying the second. I won't be paying for the month of July anymore, so that's good. What happened with the landlord? I was uh, told that um, like we had to be out uh, by the thirty first, which was uh, Friday. So there was fucking no way in hell that we could do that. So the weekend before we left. Yes, they moved, they moved out a week early because moving on a Friday can be tough when you work a job that you have to be at in another state, which is what Shauna was doing. It's not easy doing this type of thing, working a job in another state, trying to move. I mean, you can't see my face now, but I'm crying. Whinge. Tears are rolling down. Whinge. When nothing else really matters. <laughs> Gunner, so how is, is is Weston in the DC metro area or uh, where Rest, like Reston's kind of like Reston, Rest, uh, Rest, Reston's in the kind of in the process of becoming like a DC suburb as it were okay so he's, you know, are you like getting any, uh, any rest in Reston or are you staying up all night ooh, uh, I, I, have, I, I have I have not successfully slept at all that's mostly because of the air mattress more than uh, anything else but Oh. Are you sure? <laughs> everything, every everything I say is just going to make this worse. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to continue, but um, I, I, yeah. Is it, so, a uh, fun fact: Did you know that you can your you can like sprain your elbow? Well, I mean, like I've heard of like tennis elbow. I, have- I mean, I, I'm aware that you can do it. I've never done it before, but yeah. I, 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 so I popped my shoulder out, and I have. Two spr- sprained your elbow. Spr- I have one sprained elbow. Oh wow! Do you um do you have uh do do you have to support it? Well, I, well, I mean, like I I I mean, at least until it comes of age, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to stop. This is such a bad idea. Well, no, it's a bad idea. It, it's, it'll, it'll, I'm going to leave it alone. I'm going to leave it, it alone for no, now. It's, no, it'll just be the theme of this episode. Re- yeah, I think so. The episode we fuck around with it. What are those called? Like soundboards, right? Yeah, it's essentially a soundboard. Yeah, it's like a really kind of like basic one, but it's it's that's mm. fine. I don't give a fuck. Nice. We'll have to put soundboard in the title of this podcast because it's obviously a very important part of it. <laughs> It is. What will happen, though, is the soundboard is going to get funny, and then it's going to get old, and then it's going to get funny. Yeah. It's already kind of getting old right now. I'm going to try and stay away from it. So, Gunner, that's quite the the commute for – for a significant other, how is it? What is that like? Drive. Like seven, eight hours? It was a six-hour. Well, it was supposed to be a six-hour drive. It ended up being mm-hmm. like eight, but at th- at that drive is always fucking eight hours for me, no matter how I do it. Like the GPS is like, you'll be in your destination at six hours and thirty minutes. Yeah, like, and then like nine hours later, I'm pulling in. Yeah, it's like you'll waka you'll, waka. you'll be here. You'll be here at eleven fifty. I eleven fifty nine. Q two two twenty in the morning. Hmm. 
<clears throat> and then you sprained your elbow and then I on the air mattress. And on the air mattress. Doing Kama Sutra. No, just being, being, just being old. Being old sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. Is Kama Sutra is, 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 is actually for younger people. Actually, those pictures in those in the books, it's, they all seem like middle-aged well, folks. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. you know, like the thing is, is that young people don't have to try. Well, well, India women don't age is actually what happens. Is it? Yeah, India and Asian women don't age. I think that's exactly the opposite scenario, but okay. <laughs> I want to do that like the scissor one. I think it'll break something off, though. <laughs> I wish I had a sound clip for that. I don't. I don't have one. <laughs> so Gar's in, in rest in Virginia uh, on a gaming headset. Is that correct? That's why I mean it may sound a little yes, different. Yes, that's correct. Nice. You know, it it may not be great for a podcast, but it's going to be sick when we start shooting people later. Oh, don't say. Don't say that. We should. We should. Too soon. We should do it. Like we should. We should actually do some non-podcast bullshit afterwards because we don't like have that opportunity to sit around and bullshit before and afterwards like we normally do true it's true i don't know what game though i suck at fortnite i'm not going to play that against wade he's going to kick my ass and if i hate fortnite anyway oh do you you played for a while didn't you i played for a little bit until PUBG kind of came out fully and then that was it okay no PUBG that shit to death yeah like that would casually be kind of fun just doing like a uh a stream where we played, we like played some different games. Like I go into the uh, like the playground in PUBG, and I people are just fucking owning my new bass. It's like get the fuck out of the playground. <laughs> They're like putting trampolines on all sides of me, and I'm just bouncing all over the place. Oh, in like, uh, Fortnite. Yeah, I, what did I say? PUBG and yeah, yeah, Fortnite. Yeah, I that building to- mechanic is tough, dude. Yeah, building mechanic is real rough. Um. So yeah, let's uh. We are, we are all remote. Essentially, I guess is the uh, is is what we're what we're pushing right now. That, that's the message that we're conveying. I don't think really. Hopefully, it won't really change uh, the dynamic that well. Gunner's traveling this weekend, so when he's at his home setup, I'm sure he'll probably have his like his I, mic. We, and all that I'm, I'm going to have a competing soundboard because it's screw you. <laughs> and we might i don't know gunner and i might actually continue to uh be together for the podcast oh, yeah. I, I, you know nice. and sexually yeah well, i do that was good. i do have an air mattress i have two air mattresses let's sprain elbows i have three i have three air mattresses <laughs> top that bitch you can't. Dear Lord, I, I, you can't. One, I, that like that's that's at least like after two dinners and and a, and a, and a walk, right? <laughs> so I, I'm actually sitting next to an air mattress right now, just like Gunner is. The difference is I didn't sprain my elbow fucking on this one. This is my uh, oh, they're, they're, dude, my two year old actually sleeps. My two year old actually sleeps on an air mattress because I don't know why. We took his crib down and we were having trouble with him getting out of his bed and for some reason this air mattress kind of like he doesn't roll out of it it's like one of those kid ones where he's like kind of got walls oh okay yeah yeah so it's like a like a step down from a crib essentially yeah getting ready for the big boy bed yeah and we can't wait for the big boy bed but right now he's sleeping on an air mattress so i'm actually in his little tiny 
room with like drawings of monkeys and sunflowers and trees on the wall. You know, it's like the nursery that we built for our first child nine years ago that just keeps getting reused as we keep creating babies. And uh, I'm in this little tiny kid's room right now. It sounds great though, to be honest with you, man. It sounds really, really good. Well, the acoustics are great um, because it's such a small room that the uh, the acoustics are really good. Actually, before before um, we start having kids, this was actually my designated room for working on music. <clears throat> and I had uh, three computers set up uh, with a custom bench that we made, and I could do my computer repairs in here. And we also had like a microphone and all that stuff set up for doing music. However, the music thing never really took off in this room. The music stuff didn't end up really taking off until years and years later when uh, <clears throat> it's actually a good friend of ours, uh, Tom Bratton, sent out an email and he said, hey, let's, it was, it was in like the Skrillex stuff. You remember all that? And he's like, well, if Skrillex can sell records, then maybe we can put together a band. And then we started the brutal process of essentially doing what we're doing now. And remember, Wade, we were doing it through uh, uh, Google, Google video or what was it? Hangouts? Was uh, it I think it was, no, it was Hangouts. It was Hangouts. Was the yeah? It was like the early version of Hangouts. Yeah, and they and, had uh, it was like they had like a FaceTime thing. Yeah, it's like eight of us all on video stream. And then after that, only like three of us showed up. Like three or four of us showed up ever again. Yeah, it turns out it's pretty hard to make music with like eight people doing video stream. Well, yeah, and it's kind of like. I don't know. <laughs> it was like a bunch of people that were used to sitting in board meetings trying to make music. Yeah. It's like, were we walking out with any action items today? <laughs> yeah, it was like, we're not going to actually make the music, but we're going to we're going to somehow promote it and like market it. And what's it our like, oh, what's our okay. mission statement? Yeah. I mean, mission statements are important. Don't get me important. Don't get me wrong. But. Are they? Have you ever heard of a business going under because it didn't have one? No, that's true. That's 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 true. No. Yeah. But I think it kind of at least gives your employees kind of like a like a lie to follow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uphold this lie. Gunner, this lie. This lie only. Gunner's been, been very quiet. Gunner, stop being quiet. I'm looking at the Gunner Kennedy line on my screen, and it's been quiet. Don't you don't understand that both of you both of you are like. Kind of imaginary voices in the breeze. Mm-hmm. Ah. In the breeze. I'm really tired. Don't mind me. I'm like kind of, I'm in that like weird, goofy. I'm obviously conscious and the sunlight is keeping my brain from totally shutting down. But I have like sleep, like waking sleep delusions. Mm-hmm. Well, this is one. Yeah. Connor, this is not actually happening. It's never happened. None of this is really happening. The podcast never. So this is. This is kind of political, but I've seen this coming up, and we didn't ta- even talk about talking about this, so I apologize to you guys now. We can shoot it down right away, but I've seen this story coming up oh. over and over again, this type of story, um, and I think Gunner probably has – will probably be have potentially a different take. Um, so there's – this is like has to do with the track star. I am a woman. Track star Caster Semenya continues her fight to compete as a female. Uh, Semenya was born as a male, mm-hmm. um, and now she is competing. She wants to compete as a female in the Olympics. Yeah, not allowed. This this happened in uh, Connecticut, and they actually allowed it. Yeah, they're done. And um, it's just kind of like, well, 
Sorry, I, I already have my opinions on this bullshit. <laughs> and I, I and I agree kind of with you. I think it's 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 kind of an unfair advantage, but I I like I know Gunner's pretty close with the like the LBGT uh, Q community. It might have like a different kind of outlook on this. Like what aside from I want to be I want to identify as a woman, so I want to compete with women. Like, is there any other argument that can be made? Because it's that that maybe might might make it a little more easier or a little bit more kind of have other people kind of understand like why. Well, um, actually, so can uh, what's the person? What was the individual's name again? This individual that I'm talking about now was um, Caster Semenya. Um, but there were two. There were two individuals last week that I saw um, in Connecticut. Uh, two high school students that were born males and lived. You know, they, they. I think they started taking hormones um, maybe a year or two before, and then they wanted to compete as females, and they were allowed to compete as females in Connecticut, and they won like states, like hands down, like. And it's kind of the females are kind of worried, and I do actually kind of agree with them. They're like, well, you're killing like women's sports essentially. Well, uh, so there, there's a again, and it, it's not it's not a it's not a black or white kind of issue per se. I disagree. No, right. oh, I won't. I won't no, talk no. over so you. There, so again, you can get the you can get the the the, the presence of testosterone for long periods of time has been shown directly correlated to athletic perform you know potential athletic performance. It affects like how the 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 muscle fibers develop over time that kind of stuff skeletal structure as well it, it aids yeah that, I mean, like, you know you, you, there's certain i mean like you know like I, and again like I, joe rogan kind of goes over this a bunch of times too i mean like he's got he's got dude bro problems with some of this stuff but i i completely agree with this dude bro perspective on um, shit. so having said that um i'm kind of at the point I, maybe this is maybe and this is, I I will I will accept that my perspective on it is probably not realistic or productive because I I kind of get I'm kind of, of the, I'm kind of of the take is that for the most part most like a level amateur athletic competition the fact that they're getting hung up over the gender stuff com- compared to the just like full on mad science, you know, mutability that people are pushing their bodies through. I don't know if that's really the line that they want to cross, you know, like the line that you want to draw. Um, I, you know, like, what is it like you get into like the high level athletic competitions, like you get cyclists that can't fucking sleep. Because they'll die because their blood will gel up because they've changed it. Jesus yeah, if their heart be, if their heart goes under thirty beats per minute or like thirty beats per minute, they'll stroke out and die because they've jacked their blood up so much to have so many red blood cells in it that it just clots and they stroke out. Like and you know, like you get to the A levels where guys have to sleep with heart monitors on, and if their heart if their if their heart <clears throat> drops below a certain level, they like get like you know it like zaps them, wakes them up, and they have to get on the bike to jack their 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 resting heart rate back up. Like, and I I kind of I, and I see like that's a problem for sure. Like I I agree with that, but I 
I would side a little more on the on the traces of like you 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 like lived as a male and had the advantages of testosterone and a and a masculine kind of build. I kind of I want I do question like, and it's a fair question: Are you competing as a female because you want to identify as a female, or is it more of? I I, I would I guess I would have a difficult no, problem. No, there's there's no I guess. It's, it's tough to. It's There's tough no to easy do, answer. Right? No, for, for real. This, no, because this because if I put my head into it, it's like, man, if I if I identified as a female, I would want to be considered a female in all aspects. Whether and I understand, like, if I understand science, if I'm born a male, then I was born a male. But like, I guess, like, I guess the hang up is like, listen, you know, it's I, I know it's tough, but it's like you can't. This is a question it, of of gender versus sex. <clears throat> That's really what it comes down to. And well, yeah. gender's gender's a social thing, right? And sex is a biological thing. And right. you can't change your sex. You can change your gender, right? So anything that's social, you can go ahead and change it. And you can you can and, change your sex. No, you can't. I mean, no, you, I, can't well, change it. you can't change your sex. You can't actually change it. Yeah. Well, not true, not to the truest sense, correct? Right. Um, like not, you can, not from like a reproductive sense, correct? Yeah. I mean, you can you can you can make it appear as if your sex has been changed. You can fool people and make them think your sex has been changed, but you still can't change whether you're born male or female. And there's also some some strange mutations in between. And there's species that actually are uh, uh, hermaphrodite, and they actually contain both reproductive organs. And there's some very there's some very strange edge cases where humans are born um, <clears throat> mutated um, as well. And that's all part of evolution because whatever evolution is fucking weird and it, <clears throat> it mutates DNA and all that shit. But if you think about like 99% of people, more than 99% of people, they're either born um, male from a sex perspective or female. And that can't be changed. And what it really comes down to is, is our competitive sports, do they draw a line? And the gender, or do they draw a line on the sex? And honestly, and in fairness, they should they should draw the line on sex. They like always, they, they, yeah. they do, and they always have. And the reason right. that they do is not is because it has nothing to do with social constructs. It has right. to do with physical ability. Right? That's true. So what somebody is saying is they're saying, "Well, <clears throat> I may have been born male, but I decided to change the the, the social the social uh, interpretation of me." Therefore, I should be able to compete as a female. But the problem is that the competition was really structured that way because there is certain assumptions about body structure. It Even if they went from birth, right, and somehow as a baby, they decided they were going to start changing uh, their hormones so that like you guys are saying, their muscles and their bones and stuff like that. Um, it's still something where it's so difficult to regulate that you're almost getting into this problem where you're 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 intentionally handicapping the physical properties of your body so that you can compete at at really a lower level because women women are all, they're they're always going to be behind men when it comes to the competitive sports. That's why they are separate. And I say behind. That's not, that doesn't. I'm not saying that well, to make it sound like they're worse. But it, it, from a competition perspective, they compete at a different level. You can't get a Mini Cooper and put it up against a Lamborghini in a race, right? There's different classes of car because certain cars have have different handling capabilities, different top speeds. Women do not compete with men in most organized sports because of this. 
it's not fair to be able to do this because now all of a sudden these sports organizations have to have such strict regulation right they're going to have to have a cutoff date like like you got to have hormone blockers from age 5 right and not, but here's here's the thing like they don't, don't even think they have that. that like in Connecticut i think it's just i th- i literally think it's just like if you identify as a female you can go like i don't no, i don't know well, if there's any special I mean, like, regulations there yeah, i always it depends it depends on the competing body but the general the general prescriptive is right. that you had to have been on reassignment hormone therapy for such a period because basically i, I will right. tell you right now it right. like it's like yeah it it sucks that it's you know that that strength cap like starts tailing off real quick it, at some point at some point you have to be disqualified for a job for making a physical mutation to your body and it happens in other fields you know you <laughs> There's there's certain jobs that that might not hire somebody because they have tattoos on their face, right? You're, sure. You're no longer qualified for that job because they're allowed to discriminate for one reason or another. They're allowed to discriminate. If you want to be a career runner, there's <clears throat> certain types of things you're not allowed to do to your body. And the other problem that I have with this is is what about the other way around? What about a female that wants to compete with males? Is she allowed to take hormones that those males are not allowed to take? No, well, no, that would disqualify. That would that would disqualify her immediately. Usada would would pick up on the there's, testing there's, and she'd be disqualified. There's a whole conversation about that too, though, because again, and the nature of it is that from a very real perspective, most most events that have these super high level competitors they're get they're they're getting juiced up with some of these elaborate cocktails anyway so it, it, it's it's not a matter of the it's not a matter of prohibiting it it's just the the ways that you can kind of sneak around the detection reg, reg, regimens for a bunch of this stuff i mean like it, it's right so go ahead that brings you that brings you also to like a lot of the issues like i think of like the ufc because there was also some news i don't know maybe a year back where this person that was born born a male in sex started like uh gender reassignment like the therapy with the hormones for like a little little about a year mm-hmm. and they allowed um this they allowed her to fight in this mma match and she fucking I mean, it was like a, it was bad. Like yeah, it was this, like, it was a man beating up a woman, essentially. This is where and Joe, this is where I really strongly agree with Joe's opinion on this. Joe's been watching these competitions for a long time. He fights himself. He's been, um, he's a commentator on these fights. I, I really, I really trust his judgment on this. You should not allow gender reassignment to be in competitive sports. I don't think it's fair. Because, because they created this divide to begin with. Now, this w- w- if we really want to take gender out, no, let's no, just take it out, right? Let's make the Olympics a gender neutral. Um, but now there's, but then, but guess what? Then there's no more the, a. There's no more transgender athletes, and there's no more female athletes, and that's no, what that's, no and that's problematic. No, no, no. There's transgender. 
there's no more female athletes is really what it comes down to. There's oh, no yeah. more yeah. there's no more born female well, sex I mean, like, athletes. You thought, yeah, but they can't I, compete. You say that. I mean, like again, they're, they're part of part of this. Too, like, I mean, I don't know if you remember that story where um, the they had to stop the bike. They had to stop like the the bike race <clears> in Belgium because one of the women racers actually like started like because the, they have they have them staggered so that they can manage them, but they had to stop the race because yes. the women, the one of the women's rider actually caught up with the men's group and they had to like, like parse, they had to mm-hmm. stop it so they could parse them out again. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that it's, you know, there's edge cases, but as we've gone on and like these training programs get better and we kind of like selectively breed athletes effectively, the, the the gap is narrowing down, but yeah, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a I'm a fan. Of, I'm a fan of the, I, the perspective that yeah. is it. I'm a fan of the take that Trace just did, which is that like I say, screw it, just go full mutant league. Like at this point, at this point, yeah. I but but I mean that. But now you're literally edging out no, right. almost yeah. every female, right? Like, you're, you're, yeah. Female. Yeah. you're getting yeah, you're getting you're getting one cross gender female and allowing that cross gender female to dethrone every single. Female born competition ever, right? You like this ripple wave, which means no women's NBA. Well, everyone hates that, anyways, right? right? It's I, I, I don't. Okay, but no, but women's soccer, like women's soccer, has yeah. been forever way better than men's soccer in this country. And I understand soccer is not one of the big four yet, but there is chance that it might it might one day become that. But the women are really like the the. You know they're the they're who everybody roots for. Everybody roots for the men as well, but they know the men are probably not going to win. But the women have won. You know what I mean? The women have done really, really exceptionally well. Like, could you imagine no more women's soccer team, like U.S. soccer team? Like that would that would be that would be bad. I think. I think that would yeah, be really you, bad. I mean, it it would be different. But but what you have to remember is that we allowed one person that said that she was born a runner. To completely destroy the, the sex gender divide in competitive I, sports. I agree, and I guess my only problem with it, um, the the problem that I have is that I feel like a lot of the, it's like there's very little empathy. People yeah. are just like, no, nah, fuck it, fuck well, it, it's because, bullshit, fuck it, that. and it's like we're part of an inclusive culture right now. We don't we don't know what to do so with these things, inclusive. right? There is no there is no newscaster. There's no newscaster that wants to take the Joe Rogan approach and say, get her out because they will be ostracized. We have the modern, it's, it's, it's just the modern day tarring and feathering. It's happening now and it's really, really out of control And any public figure that says, get out of this sport is going to be tarred and feathered and they're going to be blacklisted from ever being on television. So there is, there's not too many voices for this. Joe at least is a guy who has been unforgiving about his opinion and he can get up and say these things but a lot of people can't say these things they they are done their career is over the moment that they share their opinion on this so instead we pick the inclusive route because the inclusive route is a little bit easier for you know for for people's careers i i feel the whole bruce jenner thing is is a beautiful example of this and yes i said bruce caitlin whatever but um and I, I know I sound insensitive by saying that, but but my my point about the the Caitlyn Jenner problem is that uh, what was it the ESPY awards? Yeah, the ESPYS. Yeah, 
was it the SP Awards or maybe it was just um, like Woman of the Year or something? I, I don't remember what it was, but, but it was it was at the ESPYs, I believe. Yeah, so Caitlyn Jenner was presented an award, and it was like what was it like a? Um, no, it was. I think it was just Athlete of the Year, Person I, of the Year. Yeah. I don't think it was actually gender. I think it was gender neutral. Right, but just- but but the the thing was is that they were granted that because. Nothing sports related, right? No, no. Bruce Jenner. Bruce yeah, Jenner no, did a great job. Was, as that, again, that that was that yeah. was such trash. That was like people like it was the Arthur Ashe Courage Award, and in and in frankness, um, that see, I think that kind of actually, Gunnar, you go no, ahead, I, I, you go I mean, ahead with like, your train of thought, and then I'll I'll chime in after. <sighs> That whole situation is just kind of summed up, and people just being kind of fake, touchy feely, supportive assholes. That's my point. But because that's that's easier, it's easier. It's easier to be inclusive because to be inclusive, you don't have to ruffle anyone's feathers. I would say too. Looks like they're coming off as as somebody who's not accepting that they're. I would I would say to appear to want to appear inclusive. I don't think any of these well, people are truly. Know, yeah, inclusive, I mean, like, actually, like, and again, like right, one of right. I agree. You know, at the risk of going to a well, one of the biggest problems with the kind of. They get there, so there's there's some conflation because what happens is that you have the transgender athlete issue on one side or you know like in, in, in one lane same road, but then you have this whole thing where like there's also um, if women look too masculine, then they have to prove it. They have to pr- you know if they prove or like there is, um, and it's especially an issue with. Um, black athletes because what happens like actually you know you go to 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 your point like a caster there um you know like when they what was it the 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 you know like when people are racing against her like because that that for that first big race that they got flagged it was i think it was the the runner from poland but yeah she's like the first the first the is it the first european and like the second white to win you know like like there's there is like just kind of this casual how'd you put it? There is especially if, if you are a black female athlete, you kind of have to like triple down on proving that you are a, a one an athlete, two and like female because it's like it's not most organized athletics, which is kind of weird considering the population split of the planet, but most or, most organized athletics when they had when they describe female athletes it's kind of like white athletic female you know white white female athletes and if you don't fit into that mold it's like you're already tagged with other and i think that like the transgender athlete thing just kind of like puts more how'd you put it it's one of those things where you're never going to be able to have a meaningful conversation other than a, like arbitrary absolute because there's so much just bad shit involved in the conversation. 
So I I don't I I don't see as much of the this this white stereotyping of female athletes that you're talking about. I, I'm not familiar with it, so I'm not disputing, but I'm not familiar with it. But I I think what I I think what what's really happening is there is a problem where the yeah. cross gender um, identity is being challenged in general, right? It we see it we see it in a, in a lot of news articles, and you know it's like like I always go back to the bathroom problem. Now I've been to a unisex bathroom; they're they're definitely strange. They're strange to me because my culture has always had men and men and women um, from I'll say from a social from a gender social construct. Men and women have always been separated. Now with these unisex bathrooms, which I, I went to one, I believe it was in, uh, in Washington, D.C., I was very confused because as I walk into the bathroom, a woman is walking out of a stall and washing her hands. And I turned around and left the bathroom. I'm like, I accidentally walked into the female's bathroom. And, and I've done this before, right? I've, sometimes I've, I wasn't paying attention to signs. I've walked right into a female's bathroom. I think everyone's actually done this accidentally done this at least once, but nobody talks about it. And, and I'll walk in, I'm like, oh crap, I'm in the wrong bathroom, you know, pun intended. And then I go into the other bathroom. With the unisex bathroom, it, it's really strange. You, they, they almost should have a warning on the door for fucking old people like us because we just, we're just so used to it. And I, I started talking to some of the women that I work with and they're, they're all a 50 or older. Uh, that I work with in my day job. Um, sorry, because I just revealed all of your ages, but whatever. Um, I think it's important for 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 this explanation. And I asked them, and they are all strongly against combining bathrooms. And what one of them said, and I really I really appreciate her perspective, even though I don't necessarily agree with it long term, is she says um, she says the bathroom is a private place for me. It's a place where I'm comfortable with other women knowing what's happening inside the bathroom, but I don't want to share that space with men. And what it really comes down to is it comes down to this, this idea that it, I mean, nobody likes to shit in a public place, right? Nobody does. And there's a certain amount of acceptance that you have when you do. And there's a certain amount of dignity that you feel like you're losing when you do, but there's there's going to be a lot of people that don't want to do that next to the opposing sex. Now, it really has less to do with the opposing sex. It has to do with the sex that they're trying to uh, uh, appeal to, right? You don't want somebody that has a certain impression of you to now think of you using a toilet. Nobody wants that. And from that perspective, from that cultural and social perspective, I completely appreciate the way that she explained this. She's like, I don't want to share a bathroom with men. She's like, I, what I would do is I would try to go in there when there was no men and leave when there's no men, right? She would wait until there was no men washing their hands observing her going in and then she would wait until there's no men washing her hands observing her leaving so from that perspective i understand why people are against combining bathrooms but combining bathrooms does fix this issue because one argument i've heard is that they don't want people are like well i don't want i don't want some man that's dressed up as a female to be in the girl's bathroom with my daughter like it creeps them out for some reason 
That perspective, I think, is an uneducated perspective. That perspective, I think, is a naive perspective. Right. They just try. They're just there to use the bathroom, not to like, I don't know, do some perverse like fucking thing. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that people that don't understand the acceptance of gender as a social construct, they can't get over the fact that there's a penis between that woman's legs. They really can't get over it. They think that they're a creepy gay guy that for some reason wants to have sex with girls, which they obviously don't understand gay guys, (laughs) if that's the case, (laughs) because most of them don't want to have sex with girls. And even if they do, it's usually not little girls, right? It's it's this, I don't understand it. Therefore, it must be in there is a monster, like the unknown is the danger. It's, it's, it's weird, you know, and it's weird, like how certain um, cultural and uh, religious things come through in how they're expressed. Like, um, I mean, like, again, America is, you know, the West is not anywhere um, overtly as strict as some of the Middle Eastern and Asian Islamic cultures but we're still a very homosocial or like, you know, guys don't have, so you have homo, so you have homosexual, which is basically you're actually having amorous relationships with the same sex. Mm -hmm. And then you have homosocial, which is that like guys have guy friends, guys don't have girlfriends and girls, you know, basically you only, you only, you only build friendships or social relationships with the same gender. Right. And it's part of where that kind of, you know, like you know, you're, you're, you're. Right. What, you, what you're describing yeah. is my coworker feels that way because she's been raised in a homosocial uh, culture. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because she feels like those people in there are her friends, her peers, whereas men, she doesn't really perceive necessarily as her peers. And I, I think I can agree with that. That's it's, but that's part of culture, and people will rebel against cultural differences, even if they agree fundamentally. You know that that we should be a more inclusive society. They they're still going to. I mean, I felt awkward walking into the bathroom because I was not used to it. Now I can get used to it, but you know I'm not I'm not fifty years old. You know I'm more than ten years younger than them, and I'm also oh not much that more much open. more. <laughs> I'm, I'm, much, I'm much more open-minded to to accepting cultural change for for the greater good of being inclusive. But I am strongly against competitive sports completely destroying all women's sporting uh, events well, because I, now all of a sudden we've grayed the line between sex being um, a social construct and and sex being uh, something that you're born with. But a, but a footnote on this, and I've I've had my hand raised for a little bit on here. We got. The oh, list. I'm sorry. I'm not looking for the hand raised, Wade. <laughs> okay. Um, an, and a very very important uh, piece of data to this story. Um, she, so she was born with internal testes. So it's not like she like it's not like they knew immediately that she was that she had these high testosterone levels or anything okay. like that. So she was raised as a female, but but had the advantage, like the testosterone advantage of a male. So does she have a penis? Bit, 
<coughs> no, I don't believe so. <clears throat> so she has like she has like one of those. So she's it, it, was she born hermaphrodite? Like she actually has it, a vagina. It's with essentially, like yes. It's essentially, she was. I believe they they don't go into crazy details about her genitalia, but she was. It's a very very rare case, and it's called these individuals are known as intersex. Intersex. Oh, so, yeah. So so yeah. she's in the gray area then. In this case, that's right. remember I said like ninety nine percent, and then there's oh, yeah. a, she's, like she's an outlier for sure. There's no doubt. Yes. Yeah, she's an outlier, and in in that case, in that case, I don't know what the hell to do. Right. That's where I'm kind of like. That's where like this line is getting grayed and it's kind of like I know the black and white thing how I feel about it like yeah, yeah. males sex males should race against males and females should compete against females sex yeah. wise but then you have this intersex which is going yeah. wrong it's a tiny populace but it's like they actually are the case where the lines get completely grayed what is her birth certificate say she uh female well then how can we dispute because she has xy chromosomes So, so is her birth certificate wrong? Uh, Castor Smith was raised as a female and is legally female. She's fighting rules that DSD athletes and DSD means um, uh, difference of sexual differences of sexual development. Uh, DSD athletes who have are who have what are typically male XY chromosomes who are born with internal testes and have testosterone level levels higher than typical female range. So it sounds like, like I said, they don't go into like the, the nitty gritty with what yeah. her genitalia are, yeah. but it sounds like she was born a female with a set of internal testes. Right. See, I mean, in that case, it, it, so now, now I have to retract, right? Cause I didn't know this information when we started. No. Yeah. And I, now, yeah. And I, now I have to say if, something that's important for sure. If a doctor, if a doctor said that she was female at birth, then that's what she is. What we're really talking about now is 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 these these scenarios of of uh, of really like birth defect advantages, right? And if you think about athletes, a lot of them were born with advantages from birth, right? DNA is DNA, and oh, right, there's yeah. certain countries that historically win long races, and there's certain countries that historically win uh, win other types of events. There's a reason. There, there is a reason that basketball is predominantly uh, played by by people, you know, that are African American in the United States, and that's because there are certain genetic advantages that they're born with. Whether they can jump higher, whether they're whether they're they're taller, um, whether there's something with the with the uh, with the way that their muscle fibers are made so that they can react quicker to certain scenarios, it's it's a natural selection that has made. That is that has put certain certain like like uh, DNA types inside the competitive roles that they play. In that case, she happens to be in right. It's almost dancing the line of definition of male and female because even doctors themselves weren't sh- said she was female. And now people are like, "Well, wait, she has this birth defect." Well, fuck you. If you're if you're born female and you have a genetic advantage over other females, I'm sorry, but that female is going to break all the rules. What's going to be weird though is if you think about this from a sponsorship perspective, it would almost be wise to start medically profiling people and find this defect, and then the women's sports teams could start like like putting as many of them stacking up as many of them on their team as possible. And then what it does is it actually starts to blow away this line between the male and female sports. 
but it's it's still the it's the same effect where female sports end up getting destroyed, in my opinion. Right, and I and I think we do need we absolutely it's 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 imperative to maintain female sports. Like it's I think it's super important, and it's uh, it's very very it's a it's a good thing. Sports are sports in general for everyone are are a good thing. Um, but this you know. could be the end of it. This could be the, the beginning of the end. And it, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. There's nothing that yeah. we can do about it. Um, I think about it like, um, and, and and maybe my analogy is bad here, but I think about it when it when it came to uh, people that, that used horse to get around, right? And the automobile shows up and people are like, well, you know, it, if, if, if all of these spots that I... Uh, if all of these spots that, the, that that we would normally put our horses are taken up by automobiles, where am I going to put my horse? People couldn't conceptualize what life would be like without using a horse for transportation. Like, well, what about the guy that shovels horse crap out in the parking lot? Is he not going to have a job anymore? And we start being worried about people's careers for something that's, that's a, a change that we can't control, right? And then the automobile industry took over, and then it, it took- 10 years to go from 90% horse for transportation to 90% automobile or 12 years, I think. It took 12 years for that transition to happen. And there was naysayers along the way, but you can't stop the movement. It just happens, right? And that's honestly, maybe this is what we're going towards. Maybe it's because I'm open for any type of future. You know what I mean? A lot of people are afraid of, we keep blurring these lines and then we're not going to know and this and that. And it's kind of like, ah, eh, maybe that's what, yeah, we're already doing the evolution. It. Yeah. We're, like, we're already doing it because, because even though we aren't, even though it's not common enough for this mutation to occur in sports, we haven't had the conversation a lot of times. We're already picking those people who not always, right? Sometimes, uh, sometimes you excel at a sport simply because you tried your hardest, and that's what all the boxing movies are about, and all the competitive sport movies are about. It's like, oh well, if you try hard enough, you're going to succeed, and that's that's largely true because if you try hard enough at anything, you'll you'll succeed. However, if you're a short if you're a short white boy <laughs> trying to play professional basketball, it can be it can be an uphill battle, right? Well, you'll have you'll have I I mean. I also think like we're like when when we talk about like the racial demographics of like the NBA, like I do also like we have to recognize that like it's not only we're we're leaving out socioeconomic kind of situations. A lot of these young athletes come from very very rough neighborhoods and impoverished neighborhoods and see a lot of shit, and that almost is it's that's the drive to get them into these spots as professional athletes. You know what I mean? It's like not a lot of these kids, a lot of children of professional athletes, like professional basketball players typically don't wind up as basketball players themselves because their lives were easier. Yeah. Like, I think there's, I don't think it's just racial. Mm -hmm. I think there's an absolute socioeconomic impact when it comes to that type of type of thing. I I do too, but I don't think it's as large of an influence as just our genes. I, I don't know. I, I, don't I, I, I do. I think I would say it's equal. Because ba- because basketball requires certain physical traits. It's also, it's also the sport itself. Like, um, you know, like A-list gy- gymnastic competitions, you know, again, like you can kind of, you can, you can kind of see different sports being dominated by different Right, socio socioeconomic stratums. Well, like, but, well, well socioeconomic. Yeah, but there's also like like with with uh, with gymnastics. 
if you noticed, like as, as far as I can remember, the professional gymnasts are are very young. Most mm-hmm. most people focus like 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 if you watch the Olympics, people aren't really watching. They're watching like these twelve year old girls doing like quadruple backflips off of a vault. Right. That's what that's what people are watching. It's not a 30-year-old female. I mean, sometimes there is. And when they when it happens, it happens. And people are like, holy shit, how is she still doing this in her career? But it's predominantly ruled by a certain body type. It's predominantly ruled by a certain uh by a certain age. It, those th- those 12-year-old girls, socio there's definitely a socioeconomic factor, right? <laughs> Because you're placed oh, yeah. into there's you know it's it's nature versus nurture, and you're placed you're placed into a certain nurturing environment that may or may not put you in in, in a certain place. But to 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 say that to say that that's the major that's the like that's a major difference when it comes to stuff like basketball. I I, I don't know that much. I'm not, I'm not a biologist. Um, I don't know that much about the differences between the body type, but I can tell you that I can't jump as high as most yeah, no. well, most I mean, of those players, and I don't think I ever would be able to. And like, I don't, I don't, practicing I don't know. and practicing and practicing, I don't think I can jump that high. And if I can't jump high, I can't get a rebound. And if I can't get a rebound, I can't make the basketball. No, team. I mean, like you know, there again, like the the average height of basketball players has been skyrocketing. Well, yeah, it's like six seven or six eight or something. Um, like they're mad, they're, they're huge. But you know, it's it's also like, and maybe this is like just an American thing because, um, I mean, like you, you, baseball, you, you know, like the the like the the Caribbean and stuff like that. The, a lot of the, a lot of the big, powerful baseball players, uh, at least the last 10, 13 years, you know, fifteen years, they're from South America or yeah, things. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, like basketball, I mean, like to talk about that, you can say like, you know, I needed something to keep me occupied, but like most professional basketball players are coming up through like recruiting and scouting that, you know, like we have, we've, we've had, they're coming up through AAU. Yeah. 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 Know, like, and AAU frankly doesn't require any really parental support. Like right. these kids get, these kids, they walk from, from their local neighborhoods to their basketball courts. They play. They have tournaments. You know these these AAU teams have tournaments there. They have tryouts. You know they they the AAU kind of organizes all of it. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't require yeah. necessarily a ton of parental like support and fi- especially financial support. Yeah. No. In that case, Gunner, I completely agree, especially from the baseball perspective. And the reason that I pick on baseball is because I don't feel that I don't feel that the same. Um, the same genetic advantages in baseball are as important as they are in a sport like basketball. Well, it's also like baseball. I think in baseball, you can actually do great simply – like there's no height advantage, right? Uh, there's, a, there's a slight, slight height advantage, but for the most part, if you can if you can throw and you can catch and you can hit and you can run, then you're going to do well. Height advantage is positional, like – Really tall pitchers have an have a significant advantage as as pitchers, but but mm-hmm. correct height right. doesn't necessarily dictate your means you're going to be a great baseball player. I think they're right. all still pretty, pretty good sized athletes, but I think I think yeah, I mean there's so I think baseball is a perfect example of the socioeconomic um, impact 
I just don't think that that same that the, that same rule applies universally across all sports. I think a lot of sports are selective. Oh, they are selective based on genetic track, advantages. Track and field, but I mean, like you know, or, yeah. or, uh, long long term long distance running. I mean, well, running and I mean, I I do remember a study coming out, and I don't I don't have it in front of me, so you know what, maybe it's bullshit, but I do remember a study coming out saying that like as far as running and jumping went. Like the best, like long distance runners came from a certain part. Um, like they, they trace these genetics, and like the best long distance runners came from like this certain part in Africa, and like the best sprinters and jumpers came from this kind of other part of of Africa. And it's just those traits typically yeah. produced better sprinters and and jumpers. And and when you apply that to sports, basketball is a lot of running and jumping. You know what I mean? So like, I guess if you wanted to try and make a case for that. It's it's you, well, you it's can also, do that. It's also, I guess it's also but. like averages, you know, like um, you can, and uh, again, you can throw a curveball because um, was it uh, Zou Zou Min? Who is the who is the very big Chinese basketball player that came over? Yao Ming. Oh, Yao Ming. Yao Ming. But, you know, like and you know, but part of this too is like it's hard to have these conversations because there's loaded topics. But it is. The, that's true. You know, like a lot of countries, at least like, you know, there's been a lot of stuff where countries have started programs where effectively they're trying to breed superior athletes. You know, like Russia has been like called into Ch- this for sure. China, as well. Zhao was the parent, was the child of multiple generations of at- like athletes that had been cultivated by the people's, you know, the Chinese, the, or, you know, like the, the Communist Party. Like they have, they have athletic, you know, like not that we don't have like training camps and stuff like that. Like these guys have like, no, but it's not set up like that. Like, like cities dedicated to, we have the, we have the Olympic center in, in Colorado, but no one in the Olympic center in Colorado is saying like, Oh, you should mate with this person and your child will be some freak athlete. You know what I mean? Like we don't do that here. Well, when you're 20% of the world's population, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Pretty much. Pretty much. It's scary. And so, you know, them in best Korea, they're going to, yeah. I, 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 I think that in the interest of, I think that in a reverse, like um, Nixon going to China, China has to provide, China has to like make the, the team that finally can beat the Harlem Globetrotters. Like they have, oh, why did you do, <laughs> not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the, they have, the, yes. That somehow, like there's this, there's this superpower team that's like spinning five basketballs on their fingers. At the same yeah, time. like the Harlem Globetrotters think they're gonna play. Like the is it the Generals? Is that the who yes, they always the beat up on? The Washington Generals. And it's, it's now like the uh, <laughs> I don't know the fucking. They're they're doing they're doing Naruto shit. Yeah. Um. So let's uh, let's let's break off into a new topic for sure. Yeah, I, let's, we let's, tend to talk about that one. So I we're not going to talk about Godzilla. Oh, we're, we're not going to talk about Godzilla. Godzilla. Only one of us has seen it, Gunner, and that one of us is you. Well, then maybe you guys shouldn't be so bad at this. Hey, Gunner, it was yeah. at that moment that Wade realized he had to kill Gunner. I. I, 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 I <laughs> I I, I, I I got I got spoilers oh for it. I, I got I got spoilers for you. Godzilla's in Please it. Please don't spoil. Please don't spoil. Godzilla's in well, it. Well 
Well, okay. let's talk. Well, let's since we're not going since we're not going to talk about it, let's talk about why we're going to see it, and um, and then we can kind of lead up to hopefully people tuning in um, to a future episode where we will talk about Godzilla in detail. So, Christine, is it Chapin? Yep. Uh, yep. Chapin. I think Chapin. Yeah. Christine Chapin, we've had on the show before the Godzilla girl, um, Gojira girl. Yep. She, uh, Gojira girl for handle on YouTube. Yes. And I believe on um, uh, Instagram as well. Uh, she is a mat, like pretty much the big, I've, I've seen Godzilla fans. I'm a fan of Godzilla myself, but like she kind of blows out of the water. Like it is like Godzilla is life for her. The rest of the things that she does. She was born with uh, Godzilla um, testicles actually inside her body. <laughs> I thought Godzilla was female. I don't um, really know, actually. I'm pretty sure male. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so he's king of the monsters. Yeah, good point. Not, good not point. queen of the monsters. That's correct. That is correct. Yeah. Queen of the monsters is Mothra. Mo- okay. So anyway. We're gonna have. She's gonna be on our show. Hopefully next week. Potentially the week how after. Book, we got a. How did you book Mothra? Mothra. Well, booked, how did you book Mothra? I mean, you said she's gonna be on the show next week. Oh, there's a joke. Wait, you gotta hit the button. <laughs> it was at that moment <laughs> that Wade realized that Gunner cannot make jokes. Oh, I can make jokes. You're just not funny. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! This stupid soundboard. Oh man, there's only three. There's only really three fucking things that I'm gonna use them to the best of my ability, which is not oh, very gosh. good. <laughs> so we're gonna have her on. Um, so obviously, if you're listening now, look forward to that because she's already been to it twice that I'm aware of, according to her Facebook post, and it's only been out for two days, it's I believe. Re- so. It's really good. So <clears throat> we've we've had. Have we had any repeat? Um, podcast guests. She will be our first. I th- no sure. wait. No, your friend, your friend from the movie, the movie one. Yes, no, she will not be the first repeat. The repeat, uh, Jesse HS. Ah, uh, yes, Jesse. She was our first repeat. Yep. Yes, oh, she'll be our second repeat guest. Um, the first episode, which um, <laughs> what me. was the what was the title of that episode? Ooh, let's go to. Let's go. Um, let's make everyone wait while we sign into our yeah, podcast let's, software. Uh, um, let's let's talk. Let's keep talking while I look for that. <laughs> um, w- w- the 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 first time that we had Christine on, she actually brought in the Godzilla figures, different sizes, um, and went to. She really explained why she started loving the movie series um, when she was when she was uh, itty bitty, and as she's grown up she's just been a huge fan she goes to um the 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 huge conferences the godzilla conferences i think they're called g fest and there's a couple of others um she goes to those and she does presentations on the different uh the different figures that have been manufactured over the years and uh i want to say when we had her on the because godzilla has has been largely like a like an older like the the movies were were out when when we were young right i mean when was when was the first Godzilla? I think the first Godzilla was before any of us were it's born. 19, oh, it was the first Godzilla was in the fifties. Yeah. Like that I, that so, information, by the way, PS uh, Godzilla and Attack of the Eighties. Uh, that was almost a year ago. It was episode eleven. 
twenty seventh okay. June. So that's yeah. kind of interesting. That's when it's lining up. In what what episode number was that? Episode eleven. Episode eleven. Yeah. So if you and and we did that's another thing. We we got some feedback from from some of our listeners, and one of them was you guys you guys talk about episode thirty four. How do I find episode thirty four? Well, we've numbered all of our episodes now. So if we reference an episode by number. Uh, you can go back to our list, and they're easy to find now. They're all numbered, um, so it should be very, very easy to to find and uh, and re-listen if there is a specific episode you're interested in. So when we had Christine on, she really went into detail about um, about her um, her obsession with Godzilla and um, went into detail about it. Uh, there were some really cool characters that uh, I guess were represented in some of the older movies, and. I did watch the Godzilla that came out in my lifetime. Um, I it w- had uh, uh, what's his face from uh, uh, Brian Breaking Cranston. Bad in it. Brian Cranston was in it. Um, yes. This new one, I don't know if he, is he in the new one too. No, no he's he not. died in the first no. one. Oh, he died. If you haven't oh, seen so. it, fuck off. But Ken Watanabe is right, and really? he's important because of why. He is the director of uh, Monarch. Gotcha. And also... Um, Monarch is kind of like this weird... Monarch is effectively... it's Because, again, not spoilers. So do you remember the, the, the Universal Studios, like, monster... Like, the, what do they call it? The Dark Cinematic Universe? Like, yeah, like with the Mummy and Dracula and, like, like that one or no? Yes. Like the originals, like the Wolfman. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, no. So, so, so they were going to do that. They were going to, but they were going to do that cinematic. They were going to do that cinematic series. So they had like, they did the Dracula movie and then the mummy and then the mummy basically killed it. But like Russell Crowe is kind of there. Like Russell Crowe played, um, Dr. Jack, uh, Dr. Jekyll. Okay. And Mr. Hyde. And, um, like he's the head of this organization that's kind of dedicated to fighting the, the monsters in that universe. And it's just, it's funny because effectively Godzilla is that same, the, 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 or the, the, the Godzilla, because really you say Godzilla, they really should be called the monarch films because okay. like the, the King Kong, like the Godzilla that they just had King Kong and all that, like that's the kind of common thread that's because monarchs effectively they all like, exist the in the same universe. Yes. Okay. Well, enough. actually, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Although, uh, yeah, the, the spoilers are already out. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Dang. The next one is effectively Kong versus Godzilla. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I had already heard. I had heard that on the spoiler casts and stuff. Not even in the spoiler cast, but I had. There had been. It had been leaked even way before the movie came out that it was going to be Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, I, I knew that. What. Well, well, you know, and, and, and again, like I, I, it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's, yeah. No spoilers. spoilers. No, we're going to stop right now. If you can't, if you can't stop from spoiling. Just play sad music. Cause we're just going to tell him to shut the fuck up. Gunner, oh. you can't spoil it yet. Like we can't talk about it. Yet. Like it's literally, we were, I, we were just supposed to, can we just talk about something else? Cause we were just, we were supposed to set up for when <laughs> the theme was coming on and now we're fucking going down territories that we shouldn't be going down. Um, so, so the one thing I wanted to mention oh, about the movie, we're, 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 uh, I haven't we're, seen it, so I can't spoil it. I'm like Gunner. <laughs> the um, another uh, for the Stranger Things fans out there, um, the actress that plays Eleven, yeah, on Stranger Things, is uh, is one of the stars 
Her name is uh, Jane Hopper. Her original name, I guess, was Jane Ives. I don't know why she changed it, but actresses do that all the time. But yeah, so the actress that plays Eleven, um, I know, fuck. <laughs> I'm, ta- I'm saying her character name. That's what I get for reading from Wikipedia. Jane Hopper, she took the police officer's last name in Stranger Things. <laughs> That's why she got the last name Hopper. Um, yeah, I don't, her, her actual... Um, uh, her actually, her actual name, her actress name is is uh, Millie Bobby Brown. Is the the actress name Millie Bobby Brown is yeah, in the, the is in the Godzilla movie. The, and who else is in it, Gunner? She's the oh uh, so uh, actually uh, as I'm trying to find the dude is like uh, Charles Dance, i.e. Tyrion. Oh Lancer. yes, yes. And you said he plays a bad guy, right? That's not a spoiler. That's he not plays- a fucking spoiler. You can get that from the trailers. Now it's funny you mentioned Tyrion Lannister. We're moving. <laughs> if you don't know, do you, see the Game of Thrones has been out already. Like there, it's been two weeks now since the season and series finale came out. Has everyone seen it at this point? That's here right now. You can't spoil the show. There, yes, it I takes, can. Dude, <laughs> you can't spoil the show. Listen, comic, book girl, comic book girl did a fu- and she's one of the most well known YouTubers when it comes to like Game of Thrones, Dune, and fucking comic books. She's okay. already done a podcast on it. It's it's way out already at this point. It's been there've been spoilers okay. out there forever. If you haven't seen the fucking ending of Game of Thrones yet. Then I'm really fucking sorry for the seven people that listen to this show. <laughs> okay, well then let's let's tell people, let's warn people. Okay, um, at at one hour and ten minutes of our of our podcast, <laughs> we'll put in we'll put in the uh, in the description, uh, one hour and ten minutes that we we do some Game of Thrones spoilers so people can. And this this should be enough of a lead in time that they can skip, um, yes. and uh, and we'll limit it to probably five or ten minutes. But we'll put the we'll put the time, um, we'll put the spoiler time in the description so people can can jump past this and, and go a, right ahead. Wait, put a footnote right at the bottom here. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's talk about this because um, I need to talk about it because Game of Thrones did a very very strange thing. So after. Um, Really after last season, I was kind of like, ah, this it's kind of trailing off. It's kind of turned into trash. I'm not really a huge fan anymore. And as this this last season progressed, I was like, man, this is really shit. Like I no longer care. Like I, I'm checked out. It's essentially it, essentially Walking Dead did what The Walking Dead for me did for me several years ago. But dude, that last fucking episode. Like I was like it, it dragged me back in, and I was actually like kind of like it kind of fucked me up a little bit. Like it, it, I it, it didn't realize how emotionally invested I still was in the characters. So just for you know, we'll 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 talk about kind of the ending, what happened. Daenerys obviously in the second to last episode, essentially like turned into the the Mad Queen, like which is so fucking weird and cheesy in my opinion. Um, and she goes on this tirade about how. She's going to like liberate the world. It's no longer the seven kingdoms. She wants to liberate the world. And in, in, in her speech, she's speaking in uh, Targaryen. Uh, not Targaryen. She's speaking in Dothraki. Valerian. Was it Valerian or Dothraki? Because I thought it's she was Valerian. No, it's Valerian because she's talking to the Unsullied. Okay. She's talking in Valerian. She is talking to the Unsullied. You're right. How badass and that he knows that. It is awesome that she kind of knows that. Um, and then she's talking. Uh, about all these new places that they're going to go to and quote unquote liberate and Winterfell comes in, comes in into that. Now, Jon Snow, neither Jon Snow nor Tyrion know Valerian, but they heard the word Winterfell. So they know 
it's it's fucked up. So she's going on this tirade, and it's it's pretty evident that dude, what she did to King's Landing, she murdered. She just she went nuts. She went berserk and murdered civilians. Like she did something that she had never really done before. Um, so Tyrion walks up to her, and he realizes that once she, she's going to con- continue to do this, and he literally like disses her in front of everyone, and he takes off his hand of the hand of the hand of the queen badge and he throws it down the steps and she's like, seize him and we're going to execute him essentially. Yeah. So Jon Snow goes to meet with Tyrion and Tyrion essentially kind of convinces him and Jon kind of knew he had to do it to begin with, but Tyrion really is the one he, Jon was completely torn because he knows it's not right. What, what Daenerys is going to do to everybody. Um, But he's not there yet. Like he's still hoping, because Jon Snow's character, honestly, in my opinion, in the whole series, is like the fucking weakest bitch of all of them. <laughs> he can't make a decision. He can't he, he to do the right thing, but he doesn't have like the balls to do the right thing. So, but Tyrion gets him over the ledge, and he ends up. Jon ends up killing Daenerys, like he stabs her, and it's a really like impactful scene. Like the dragon shows up and carries Daenerys away, and then there's all this shit like months afterward where. People want John executed because there are some people that are loyal to the queen. And mm-hmm. I have a little bit of a plot hole there, but it's just like, you know, they essentially do this quick wrap up. Like Tyrion is forced to be the hand of the king, um, even though he doesn't want it. And that's like punishment enough. Bran essentially is going to be the king of the Bran the Broken is going to be king of all the realms. Sansa, uh, all she wanted was for the North to be liberated. I think Sansa wanted to be the queen of everything. But her most important thing was that the North would, would remain free and not part of this, the Seven Kingdoms. It was going to be the Six Kingdoms now. Um, you know, Arya goes out adventuring past where the maps are all written. What's west it, of Westeros? Right, exactly. Like, Arya goes off. <clears throat> and I think that's pretty much it as far as the main characters. I think, you know, the rest of the people that are still left alive, like Brienne of Tarth is going to be, you know, she's an advisor. And um, well, she's who's the guy that... Brianna Tarth is the head of the Kingsguard. She's head of the Kingsguard. Gotcha. Okay. It, it, it felt to me like the ending of Sopranos, where everyone's sitting around a table and it's boring. That's how I felt about it. I felt that um, that uh, that the King choice was the convenient and lazy one. I felt that it would have been a lot more difficult to wrap up the pieces if they had picked any actual leaders to be the king. I think it would have been tougher for them to pull that off. Um, also leaves almost no room for anything to come after because it's the most boring kingdom on the planet now. Well, you can always, I think you could always go with Maisie Williams and, and you know, her adventures or whatever, if you wanted to do something like a spinoff PS mm-hmm. Jon Snow is, and they want to execute him, but he, they brand decides we're not going to execute him. We're going to force him to take the black. He'll never have children. He'll never have, uh, have, have land, claim to land. He'll have to be in the Night's Watch forever. And even yeah. that gets kind of cheesed at the end a little bit because he just he ends up. Well, there is no Night's Watch. Right. There's no Night's, there Watch. No Night's Watch. Because the, the Night's Watch. Lives with the free folk. Yeah. The Night's Watch was to prevent the, 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 like the wild link from coming through and as well right. as maybe prevent some White Walkers, which they didn't really know existed. Now there's no White Walkers, them, the Wildlings want to go back. You know what I mean? Yeah, so- the Wildlings are friends with the North. It's They just took him in. They're like, yeah, come on to the North with us. You can have fucking Wildling babies, which is what right. he was working on anyway. All he ever wanted was a Wildling baby. I mean, that is true. That is like, that is really true. Yeah, I thought that the, I thought that the ending was very, very, I thought that, that it was very um, 
convenient. Like it was, they picked the ending that that really tied up all loose ends. And I thought that it was, I think that Brand the Broken was the most, I thought he was the dumbest solution. I, I know a lot of people think it was a good idea because he's so smart, but it's like, he's never fucking led before. It's not, it, and you know, some people could even say, well, that was his goal from the beginning. You know, like he could, he could see what was going on and his, right, his entire did. path was to become king. Yeah. Good luck being the cripple king. I thought Connor, it was what's your, what's your take on it? I think it was dumb and it was written by dumb people. And oh my gosh. <laughs> no. So I think that because think it's, because of, it's not the books, right? Well, no, I think that King of, I, I think the game of Thrones ended at season six when you saw the freaking fleet coming over the, the SOC with, you know, like the, with the sea of what the sea. sea uh, of, I don't know what they call it. Is it the sea of tears or whatever? Like we'll that? call it the SOC, but you know, but the, the, the sea between SOS and Westeros. Okay. But, um, but the, the, I think, I think that Game of Thrones ended at season six when you have the, well, the fleet of high guard, you know, high guard, you have the, 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 the Dornish fleet and the Ironborn and you have mm-hmm. the Martell, you have the, the Tyrell sailing, sailing with them and mm-hmm. Danny's got her dragons and it's just like Led Zeppelin's immigrant song is playing in the background. Right, 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 and right. That was it. That's, that's where it needed, that's all it, that's, it could end it there. And yeah. the real problem was um, the showrunners that had it, they they had no interest in completing that story to have like a story. Their thing was, we're looking to get our next gig so that we're not known as the Game of Thrones guys. Because what you know, like they're they're actually going on to do Star Wars now. Right. And you know, like they, they had this thing where like HBO, you know, HBO wanted this to go a while. Um, I mean, like there was very real problems because George R. R. Martin didn't finish the series. So they had to make up their own ending. But it's but is Star Wars better. I mean, I know more people that like that, that watch Game of Thrones than, than no. watch Star Wars. The installed Star Wars base is significantly bigger than Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones is huge and hot because right now. Kids, Star Wars though. is forever. Because Star Wars appeals to kids. But I know less adults that watch Star Wars. Game of Thrones is the most watched HBO show in history. I will. I don't think that you can it's argue that Star pirated. Wars is the most watched that has way more eyes than Game of Thrones. Well, but because Game of Thrones is for adults, right? Right. Yeah. I think that Game of Thrones has a wider adoption. But Star Wars is for adults and for kids. Yeah, but my wife will never watch Star Wars. Okay. She fucking hates it. And, and a lot of the people that I talk to are like, yeah, I just don't understand Star Wars. But those same people like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones it has a wider adoption. It just has an age cutoff, right? You have to be like like 12 or 13 because the content, it's got the raping and it's got the nudity and it's got the violence. And so kids can't watch it. But I still think that uh, it's got a wider it's got a wider appeal. It, it, it Game of Thrones is the most pirated the most pirated uh, video, uh, uh, you know, content on the internet. Nothing has been pirated more. It's, I mean, maybe it's because Star Wars came out so long ago that it, it can't really fall into that classification. But Star Wars is not the most pirated. 
And you'd think you'd actually think that it would be because um, if Game of Thrones were my argument is if Game of Thrones were that valuable, Disney would have purchased it from HBO or Disney would just would have purchased HBO. If it was more valuable than Star Wars, Disney would have gone after that instead of H- instead of well, instead I mean, of like well, the, well, maybe that's a good point, Wade, and that's that Star Wars doesn't have doesn't have a timeline attached to it. Whereas Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones has a beginning and an end. Where Star Wars does not. Well, you know, but it's also like you can always create more content in the Star Wars universe. You know, Game of Thrones. It, they're going to create because because they did announce they're going to be doing a prequel. Yeah. Well, no. To, so to Game of you have to. The the big thing is is that what you have to realize is the ending was so bad that there were originally three entire successor series that they were in that were in production. Oh. What? There were, really? there were three games of Game of Thrones series that were in production to follow after that. Like one actually of Arya kind of doing her thing. And really? they scrapped all of them. So there's just the pilot. They're seeing if people are actually going to act, like want to watch anything with Game of Thrones after that ending. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if people tune in, to, like if the pilot gets enough thing, maybe they'll, they'll, they'll commit to further production. But yeah, like the, they're... There is empirical evidence that they fucked up. That's that that ending just fucked yeah. that series. That, that's how I feel, Gunner. Is that they fucked it up? I don't think that it's less that, that I don't think that it's less valuable before before the ruining of the series. I think that it had it had tons of appeal. I think that that people will spend money to watch it. They will subscribe to HBO or whatever. It's 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 a little bit different too, right? Because because Game of Thrones relies on the. The, the annual subscription of people who have HBO, whereas Star Wars is much, much more about bringing people to the box office and then the merchandising with Star Wars is crazy. And since, um, since, Star, since Star Wars was purchased, I've noticed like, you know, you get the fucking knockoff spoons inside your cereal boxes. Like the marketing has just exploded, and they're going to be doing their with this Disney Plus. They're going to be they're going to be doing their own series. Like they're going to like the Mandalorian. I, I is that a, I'm pretty sure it's a series. Is that correct, yeah. Connor? Or is no, that going to be no, a, that's a mini series? Yeah, it's going to be a mini series. So Star, Star Wars is going to start to see some mini series coming along. And frankly, if these jackasses are writing for it, I'm not interested. <laughs> but, but I still strongly. I strongly feel that Star Wars, you either love it or you hate it. Game of Thrones, if you don't love it, it's because you haven't watched it. I don't know I don't know anyone who has made it through two episodes of Game of Thrones and not stuck with it. I know a lot of people that have walked out of that, that have walked out of a Star Wars movie and been like, I don't understand what this I don't understand what the appeal is. And maybe I'm representing a different side, Wade, because you, you and Gunner are always into um, th- that type of like what would it be considered science fantasy. You guys have always been into that type of stuff, yeah. So, so maybe I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here, but I know a lot of people that just, they just, they, they don't hate Star Wars, like they understand it, but they don't understand why every kid needs a lightsaber, like they don't, it, it, it the whole. They can't sit down and watch a movie and be like, oh, that was a good movie. They just don't care for it. Whereas I feel with Game of Thrones, I've never heard somebody say like, like it, you know, oh, I made it through the first season and, and it sucked. No, I've never heard someone definitely say that. Heard people say, Jesus Christ, season fucking five, the first fucking three quarters of it was a drag. Not great episodes. Nothing really happening. Like, And yeah, they were kind of setting up for the last three episodes of the season, but 
like two or three seasons of Game of Thrones, like the first half of them at least, it was so much setup that they were boring. But like nothing yeah. happened. It's not yeah. like this infallible I franchise. Don't, I don't know about that. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. it was there was a lot of like they're 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 almost fundamentally completely different shows. Like, you know, like but like season like was it season three or season two? You had um just this you know like you had the scene where like uh Tyrion and Jamie are talking in the tent. Or Tywin, I'm sorry, are talking in the tent and he's just butchering the stag and it's like full on just the way stuff was framed in the dialogue and how right but the thing is is that like it's those are great like don't get me wrong the the first three seasons of game of thrones are probably are just masterpieces right after when they when they were what season was it when they ran ran out of the books they outran the books was it five I thought it was six might be six it just it it got weak, man. It got really bad. It was still entertaining, but you can see like how it changed when the writers didn't actually have material to to write. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's that's I still I still stick firmly with my opinion that it has a wider appeal. It has a wider appeal than 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 a science fantasy because science fantasy, by nature, a lot of people aren't interested in. But but government, politics, um, um, violence, sex, war, those can appeal to people who don't like. I think originally people are like, okay, well, I don't really want to watch a show about Dungeons and Dragons, or I don't really want to watch a show that's period based about medieval times. But Game of Thrones took that to a new level because they kind of brought like like very basic elements of magic into it without them being widely accepted. And I thought that that was a really good way to write magic. Like they had the um, what was that green fire stuff? Wildfire. Wildfire. They they have wildfire factories where they just make this wildfire stuff. People don't believe that it still exists yet. When you saw the um, uh, King's Landing burning, you saw all the buildings blow up. This had the wildfire inside them. They made sure to bring that back. Even though wildfire wasn't part of everyone's dialogue, it was still kind of perceived as this magic potion. It existed. Dude, um, the you're, dragons. You're, you're omitting some stuff here with the magic. Like, how does how does uh, Baratheon, the youngest Baratheon, get killed? He get killed. He gets killed by some like magical a, 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 curse ghost. Yes, a ghost right, baby. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> so you're, yeah, you're like you're understating how much. I don't know, but I don't think I am understating yeah, it, right? Because because those coaches. deaths. Right. Those, those, those deaths though, like, like that death that you're talking about yeah. was, it was an extremely isolated event, just like the wildfire event. It, it's not something that was being used over and over and over again. Even the, um, uh, the, the sun, what was the, the sun God or whatever that woman was, the, the old woman, the red woman. Yeah. The red woman, Melisandre. The red woman, even her ability to light fire in the coldest of days was extremely limited. Right, the I mean, she magic did bring people back to life. She did, yeah. She brought she she did bring she did bring a few people back to life. But I I actually believe that it was the, the they intentionally kept magic out of of the um you know of the standard 
the standard uh, dialogue or, or, or the, the layman's understanding of the world. It was something that they feared. They feared the gods, but it wasn't something that everyone could just tap into. Sure. Most most yeah. people used, you know, most people had to eat, and they had to. Uh, when they died, they were dead, and um, and if they wanted to light something, they actually had to light it, like using some normal mechanism for lighting things. I think that they did a really good job of of keeping the magic as something that was contained. And the region, the reason that I like that is because what that does is it keeps the average viewer thinking, well, Arya Stark, she can only survive with her sword. Right, and, and she makes her more relatable. Now she did. She did go and do like the multi-face god thing or whatever it was called, um, and somehow she was able to tap into those powers. But if you notice, they wrote all of those powers off in the final season. They she didn't use them at all, like completely gone. Which that's probably bad writing, actually. Um, she probably could have tapped into that and helped um, helped use that to kill the the, the Ice King. But they really did a good job, or maybe a bad job in, in the case of Arya, of, of limiting what magic was, because I believe that the average viewer wants to see a world that's tangible, right? They want to see gates being opened with chains in people's arms. I, I, um, they don't want to see wizards. They don't I, want to see wizards. I heard a summation of things that really kind of like made me despair about the condition of human existence. Which is that we're what like so I so Game of Thrones ended. I don't know if you guys are watching Chernobyl. Not yet. I do. Want, I do really want to watch that though because it really looks great. I want to see it. But we are at a point where people like we are like everybody's kind of growing. We're watching a series about Chernobyl as escapist entertainment. Like that's that's where we are at. You know, you're talking about like grounded in reality. But um, but yeah. To be fair, though, Chernobyl so, so is so good. So 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 the series is good. Chernobyl is that about a nuclear meltdown in Russia? What's Chernobyl about? No, yeah, Chernobyl is like what happened. Yeah, that was in it was in Ukraine, I believe, right? Yep. Oh, I was in Ukraine. Um, so part of the USSR. The TV, to be fair, is the TV show just about right? Is the TV show just about um about the the politics surrounding? that disaster or is it much much more gunner um without spoiling it's it's all of all of the above it's the the the, basically it's the soviet apparatus attempting to deal with this situation it had created and you know just like how like just the, the 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 insanity of the whole scenario i mean like there, there, you know, the, everything about it—the special effects that they did, just the, the historical references—it—it's um, just for something that has so little happening, the ter- like just the, the the sense of tension and dread is amazing. And I have to honestly. Go ahead, keep going, Gunner. But I have a question to ask you after you finish. I mean, there's, there's, there's only five episodes, but it's, and I think the last one's supposed to be on tonight. Is 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 that is it a limited? Is it a miniseries yes. or is no, it going to go longer? No, it was a miniseries. Oh, okay, okay. That's on. Um, is that on Amazon or Netflix? What's that HBO. on? HBO. Oh, it's HBO. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. 
So, Gunnar, I definitely um, – I hear what you're saying, <sighs> but I don't really believe that this is like some telltale sign of like where we are as a society. Like we're always revisiting tragedies and triumphs from the past. You know what I mean? Like it's why uh-huh. – you know, Saving Private Ryan was as popular as it was. You know, like World War II, some really fucking horrible shit happened. Titanic. A lot of people died. I mean, Titanic's another good example. It's it's kind of like, I mean, God, like it's when they would recreate things. And this is probably, probably not a great argument from my side. Like in the Coliseum, the different battles, you know, like the, the, the Battle of Carthage or whatever. Like it's, I don't know if it's really a sign of how, backwards or degraded we are but i do think that there you know there should be also room for you know some like some 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 imagination and some kind of wonder and like maybe magic or science fiction and stuff like that like there should that should also be kind of a should be viable as well and not everything has to have uh it's modern day storytelling right movies um, movies and tv shows are just modern day storytelling and you have to have some type of shtick for people to stick with the story because that's the only way they're going to remember the details. Unfortunately, I mean, that's entertainment. I'm using that. That's how story, that's what storytelling is. It's a form of entertainment. Like, have you seen the movie Big Fish? Uh, with you and McGregor? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen parts of it. Yeah, it's that's the that's the that's the like the point of that movie is that is that just because you have to put it in storytelling like a story form doesn't mean that the story doesn't have value and that the story isn't true, and that's really you know he grows up thinking that his father's a liar, and then um, you know he learns throughout the course of the movie that um, it, it's much much more complex than that. Those stories are what the kids would hang on to, and that there's a lot of details of those stories that actually are true, and you can learn from some of those stories. So I think it's modern day storytelling. I, I I haven't seen Chernobyl Gunner, so I can't really comment on that. But uh, there's a, I think to Wade's point, a lot of catastrophes have been painted in a picture just so that it can be consumed by the masses. And well, I mean, if you, you know, think that there are two people I, I, in love on the Titanic just to learn about how it hit and, and how it filled up with water and how people swim to shore. Okay. I mean, it, it, it got us, all of us to the movie theater, some of us multiple times. Am I You're still here? Yeah, I'm listening to you. Yeah, I've just been okay. talking over the top of you. No, no, I, I so well, no, because it's one of the, actually it's one of the biggest issues they have now with this. So there's a there's a science fiction award called the Hugo's. It's like a series of you know it's kind of like the Academy Awards, but it's one of the big contentions because you say like re- realism and stuff like that. Like science fiction as a genre has actually very much declined. Like. To your point, yeah, you, you say science fantasy, but yeah, because science fantasy is actually a separate kind of thing. Like science fiction used to be, hey, we're talking about the future or something like that, but it's based on kind of like this outcropping of right trends. And now it's very, you know, like Star Wars isn't really science fiction. It's science fantasy because right. you have guys using laser magic and... <laughs> Well, but yeah, I mean, laser magic could still be science fiction. Where I, where I believe it becomes science fantasy is like the Force. <laughs> That's fantasy. I mean, there's no 
evidence that supports we can move stuff with our mind yet. I mean, unless you believe some of the conspiracy theorists on YouTube. But like Star Trek kind of falls into the same thing too, because they, you know, like science fiction was generally the idea that like this may this might be this might be out there, but I'm not using technical. I'm not using gobbledygook words to kind of invent a thing. Right. Right, right, right. To make this possible. So Star Wars is science fiction in the point that like, okay, we got a fake planet. That's science fiction. That's pretty cool. Yeah, like space, the Death Star. Like, like starships and things like yeah. that and like yeah. high levels of technology. Yeah. Yeah. Science. F- it, it might even be science fiction where we interact with other living beings. That could be science fiction. All of them speaking English. Yeah, that's just so that we can get some some dramatic conversations. <laughs> I mean, that's that's just that's just adding drama. Um, I disagree. People stick to drama. We have like we already have people working on like translators here on our planet. Like, why would we not have translators? Like, that's not that's science fiction. I think. Oh. No, so, I'm not talking about translators. I'm talking about everyone speaking English. So jumping back, um, Char- Charger speaking to, English. If if you, if you do get a chance to watch Chernobyl, I will. I will um, watch Chernobyl. One of the coolest bits about it is that um, so it's it's actually like a, a partner production with Sky Television over in England. So they didn't do this. So that it's it's all Russian, but they didn't do the thing where they try to get everybody have a fake Russian accent. So it's all British actors. But what's cool is that effectively they found actors who have the accents of the regions that correspond to the populations in Russia that they're talking to. Oh. So, the you know, like the coal miners talk like people from the coal mining regions in England. The, the you know, like the, 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 the Soviet bureaucrats have posh English accents, you know, like the scientists are like, like from Cambridge, you know, it's, it's weird, but yeah, like it's kind of, it's weird how they characterized it. So it's effectively... It's a cultural trend, you know, it's like they're, they're all American, you know, they're all English actors anyways, but it's effectively like if you were translating, like if you had the like, you know, the sarcasm and stuff like that, that would come through in one way of talking is present. And it's just, it's interesting how, how spot on maybe that they, that, 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 that that translation went. And I don't know if that's just a, a a British product because like American productions don't normally go to that kind of level of. You know, like detail. Well, yeah, but it's also like it's kind of like when. So I was on my I was on my way down to Virginia, and I don't know if you've ever noticed this trace, like when you do your trips to maybe see Connie or something like that. But like when you're going through New York, it's like here's all these like memorials to battle scenes from the Revolutionary War. And you get halfway to Pennsylvania, and then it's all like, "Here's this epic thing for the 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 the, the, the Civil War and the or the War of North." And then you get to the thing, and it's like, "Here's a, here's a memorial to the War of Northern Aggression," and it's like, "Okay, we're um, I am in a different part of the country now." Right, right. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, changing topics a little bit here. Um, you guys said changing something topic. about a fetus backpack before we started all this podcast. And I don't even know what that is. Fetal backpack issue. It's got a tissue dispenser. So this week, um, there's a game that, so Kojima used to work for, Ooh, Konami. Konami. And, uh, he was essentially the driving force behind a lot of their stuff. A lot of their very, very popular stuff. Metal Gear Solid is probably one of the most famous things, projects that he worked on. Yep. 
And uh, there's a lot of stuff that was kind of out there and weird, but it kind of felt like uh, when, when Kojima and Konami uh, split, that like Konami was probably holding Kojima back because he likes to do some really, really weird stuff. He's a really, really interesting and weird guy. He's an artist for sure. <clears throat> so his first project that he's working on with his own studio is called Death Stranding. And it's actually, uh, there's a couple of, there's several famous people uh, that he's actually ha- that he has doing voice acting work in his game. Uh, Norman Reedus, which is pretty well known from The Walking Dead, uh, is it Mads Madelson? I don't. He's an Icelandic. Uh, I believe he's Icelandic. I actually, he might be from. Might not be from Iceland. He he's literally a, comes from the land of ice and snow. Yeah, he's he's a pretty famous actor internationally, um, and he. Uh, he made this game called Death Stranding, and the thing is, we've gotten we've gotten snippets of it and a little bit of information, but dude, there are some. It is, it has been every time I look at, I get a new glimpse. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, there is literally a fetus in a fucking embryonic backpack that these that these protagonists, I assume, are walking around with. And like, there's this rain that shows up that ages people almost instantly. The more they're they're exposed to it, and there's these like weird, like transdimensional, like shadow fucking monsters and dead people being reanimated. And it's like, so they finally they they had not yet released a a full length trailer showing gameplay. They finally have dropped this week, and I thought that I had seen kind of like the pinnacle of it. I was like, yeah, it's probably going to be weird. It's probably not going to make a lot of sense. You know, it might just be too out there for me. Dude, aborted, I saw this trailer. Aborted space babies. Yeah, like I I literally said what the fuck like 10 times in a row by myself <laughs> in my living room. I was like, what the fuck? What is that? Like what? It was just because it, it started to pull the story together. And the more the more that the story was revealed to you, the less you fucking knew what was going on. <laughs> like, it was pretty amazing. And I haven't felt that way a, a really about a game releasing. I don't think ever in my life where I've just been like, I really have no idea what's going on. But man, I'm really interested to see how it plays out. And and Norman Reedus actually is himself in the game. It's not just his voice. It's a it's an actual like body double. It's his likeness. It's absolutely like it looks exactly like it him. But it's not like, like him, yeah. It's not like, hey, my name is Norman Reedus in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, you, He's still do, you, a character. do you play as him? I believe so. Yes, it looks like it. Man, dude, he, he give him a crossbow. There's going to be a mod. There's going to be a mod. I don't he know. It's to shoot babies out of crossbows. So yeah, I look up the pictures of this Death Stranded game because I had no idea what you guys were talking about. And yeah, it's like like every other picture shows this like this baby in this vat of yellow fluid. It looks like it's alive. It's absolutely alive and conscious. And like holy bat shit is like in every article. Like they use the word bat shit crazy, <laughs> the term bat shit crazy, and like all of the descriptions for this game. So this is going to be exciting. It hasn't released yet though, right? They've just kind of put some teasers out. This was just the teaser. This was just, not even a teaser. This is actually, I believe, and Gunnar, you might correct me here, but I believe this is the first like feature length um, trailer, the official trailer with gameplay. Gunner, it seems, has uh, has kicked off. So, uh, oh, we lost him. It was at that oh. moment that we had realized that we had lost Gunner. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Bye well, bye, Gunner. You know what? Those yeah. the fucking headset. I warned him about that goddamn headset. I bet you it was the headset. I bet you it was. Uh, <laughs> I bet you it was. Um, it was a headset for sure. I mean, it's not the end of the world. We could. We're at one forty three right now, which is pretty close to two hours. Yeah, I don't mind cutting it out. Um, the only other topic that we had was um, that you guys talked about Tencent being the company. What what game were they working on? That, uh, that is a gunner topic for sure. Oh, um, they were, were they were they the one that were doing? Uh, I believe they're the ones that might be doing the uh, Diablo. Yes, that's what it was. Um, yeah, they were doing the Diablo mobile game, and uh, an announcement was made where they're partnering with Roblox, which I found very interesting because Roblox already has a very, very like a perfectly fine working mobile version. Mm-hmm. So that was a huge surprise t- to hear that, and I don't know what that means. Um, I've I play Roblox with my children. It's a very strange game because there's no actual game. It's like you just kind of hop server to server, and whatever rules they establish, you get to jump in. It's almost like Gary's Mod, except except all of the rules are made and they change from server to server. But I, I was curious why this Chinese mobile app developer would be involved because like you can download Roblox and throw it on a, on an iPad or a tablet and it works perfectly fine. Yeah. So another thing about Zencaster, like they have, um, they, they're the ones that did like the mobile versions of like PUBG. Um, I believe they're the ones that did the mobile version of, uh, Fortnite, um, they're doing like the mobile Call of Duty, and they own five percent stake in Activ- Activision Blizzard. So they're most more than likely the ones going to be doing the uh, the Diablo, uh, <clears throat> the Diablo Immortal like mobile game or whatever. Right. But yeah, pairing with Roblox is definitely interesting because uh, Roblox is essentially was kind of a. I mean, I don't know how big of a company they are, but I got to imagine this is a pretty big boost for them. This is a pretty big opportunity for them, financially speaking. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm wondering because they kind of already own that market for themselves, and I wonder what's going to come out of the partnership. Yeah, you know, if maybe Roblox will turn more into like an adventure mode, or uh, if they'll they'll actually put more game around it. Because right now, Roblox is more of this strange, like put up a sandbox and let me jump into your server thing. Right. Um, you know, all the objectives and the missions are decided by the person that makes the server. And there's there's financial incentive. The person running the server can have in-app purchases, and then a portion of those go to Roblox, a portion of those go to the person that made the server. So you can essentially make any type of experience that you want, um, almost like a second life in some ways. You can do um, you can make any type of experience that you want, and then if people want to want to get certain um, certain things in the game, they can pay money. But Roblox is that's kind of their own thing. That's something that they've really done. They're really the inventors of that space. It's been successful for years. Um, if you're a creator, you can go and build worlds. If you just want to play, you can jump into these worlds. And then there's a lot of streaming, um, you know, like YouTubers and Twitch players. They'll jump into some of these different experiences. One of them is called Giraffe Neck, and it's a world where you can just go in and you have a neck that's as long as a giraffe neck, except it by default it can't stand straight up so your neck is just like loose and it looks like this worm hanging off of your head and it it sounds really stupid but you have a tongue that can stick to stuff mm-hmm. and you can like grab a hold of moving objects and you can get dragged around with this loose neck and i mean it's it's a solid like 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 30 40 minutes of fun 
running around the server with a giraffe neck. Um, but you know, there's like a VIP area. There's there's special things that you can do with your neck. You can make it four times taller, and it's like sticking up out of the world. It's goofy. It's really goofy. But those types of things are what have been what, what's been keeping Roblox alive. I don't know how Tencent could offer help with this space unless it's really just the the Roblox team is like you know we don't we don't really want to curate the experience on mobile anymore. And in that case, it seems like they would keep the partnership transparent. Or or, or or not transparent. They wouldn't even the you wouldn't even know. It would be um, you know they would hire them as as kind of a silent uh, a silent developer, and they'd have they wouldn't have a stake in it. They would just be contracted to make the mobile version. The fact that they're partnering is what <clears throat> is what's really strange to me. It makes me wonder if there's going to be something new on the horizons for the uh, the Roblox franchise. It's absolutely it's absolutely something interesting and something that we'll definitely have to keep an eye on. Um. I think though that we're probably going to call it <clears throat> call it a day with this uh, with this one. Hopefully it, uh, it it comes out all right. I'm gonna and it sounds great, but uh, we're gonna start the outro right now. So uh, thanks for everybody coming in. Remember to comment and uh, and share, and uh, we will see you later. <laughs>